Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show, broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 15 years. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at tracyhotchnerpets.com. I'm also the founder and director of the annual New York Dog Film Festival, which travels the country supporting local animal welfare groups after a New York City premiere every October, alongside my annual New York Cat Film Festival, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's. This show would not be possible without the longtime support of Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food, remaining privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards. This show was also made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their cats. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative dog chew, no hide, and the hybrid dry food wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Weimaran or Maisie will eat. I was so excited to learn about the Community Cat Clinic from my dear friend, Stacy LeBaron, who's the cat connector. She connects all people doing good things for cats. How exciting to meet Rick Ducharme, who's doing something in Georgia that I hope will be not, over, not only all over Georgia, where the kitties really need this help, but expand to other states. Rick, can, congratulations on having already opened one community cat clinic and already looking at architectural plans for the next one. I, I think it's extraordinary. You've got one in Woodstock, Georgia, and Duluth, Georgia is to come. You, you, how did you wind up being the guy who said, you know what, people need access to care for their cats, everyday access? <laughs> well, thanks for having me on the show, Tracy, and thanks for that great introduction. Um, you know, I've designed, you know, worked with access to care veterinary clinics for for a couple decades now with, you know, I started First Coast No More Homeless Pets in Jacksonville, Florida, and there we grew through a succession of clinics until finally, um, before I left there, we were operating in two 10,000-square-foot clinics wow. providing access to care for dogs and cats there. And um, after I left there, I started to do consulting. 
And a friend of mine uh, called me up one day and said, hey, Rick, let's, uh, let's talk about a partnership to open some uh, affordable care, feline-only veterinary hospitals that will do high-volume, high-quality spay and neuter, as well as uh, provide you know affordable veterinary care and be a great place for, for team members to work. And so after about a year of sort of working on the concept, um, we decided upon the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia, for the first uh, for the first proof of concept, and we um, we leased a space in Woodstock, Georgia, in a Walmart shopping center, and off to the races where where we are. It's marvelous. I think it's important that people who have cats, or people who ha- who love pets in general, understand that access is kind of like a code word. It means affordable. It means care for animals, which otherwise people who have less money and less ability to travel aren't going to get the care. I mean, half, you, apparently almost half of the people who own cats never take them to a vet. And that is on probably all scales of wealth or accessibility. But the important thing is if your cat doesn't get regular care, doesn't get vaccines, doesn't get their teeth looked at, all those all those kinds of preventable care, your cat's going to have a shorter life and, and not as comfortable a life. I mean, cat's teeth alone is such a big issue. I think having these be feline only, Rick, is really an important part of it. So many people have a a lot of pushback about taking their cat to the vet because there's those dreaded other animals there called dogs and they're loud and they smell different and they're noisy and they're scary and it's just a different atmosphere in a feline only veterinary setting it's just more mellow you probably have some kind of pheromone diffusers everyone understands better the needs of cats and the the clinics you had in florida were mixed species right they were mixed species, both dog and cat, and it was always a challenge. And, and um, you know, we found the same thing. Kitties rarely are, you know, like to travel. And um, so when you stick them in a carrier and take them somewhere, they're not happy anyway. And then if you walk in a lobby full of barking dogs yes. and, you know, clutters of people and lots of noise and, and action going on, the cats are just even less comfortable. And, and that's just not a good situation. It makes for a, a very poor veterinary visit for not only the cat, but the pet owner and, and the veterinary staff as well, because nobody's going to enjoy that interaction. And fear-free and, is a big part of the community cat clinic, as you're, as you're seeing it, that fear-free means A, no dogs, but B, just a different way that, that cats need to be viewed as customers slash patients. Can you talk a little bit about some of those issues that may have to do with handling techniques or lighting or pheromones or a different kind of exam table or maybe not even taking the cat all the way out of a carrier, depending on the situation? Just I, I would love you to talk about it because I think people need to understand if you aren't lucky enough to be near the community cat clinic outside Atlanta or the other one that's opening, or the many others that that Rick envisions, things to think about in terms of protecting your cat from a miserable experience. Absolutely, Tracy. And, and, you know, all of our team members at the Community Cat Clinic are trained in the fear-free concept and certified fear-free handlers. And um, it's a great program. I I recommend it it highly to everybody in the veterinary world. 
but you know, one of the things that's so important is Fear Free really starts um, before the pets ever, the cats ever come to the clinic. So when people call to make their appointment, we talk to them about the type of carrier they should maybe be using, Good. well as the, uh, you know, the, how to get the cat accustomed to the carrier and make the make the ride to the clinic a more comfortable ride for the kitty. Sometimes that includes what type of music to play, and of course, you know, we recommend leaving the carrier out and making it, you know, almost a den for the cat to go to on occasion if if it wants a place to sleep or relax. And, you know, so the cat is used to the carrier and it isn't a new experience for them when they, when you do get ready to go to the clinic. Um, so, you know, it really does start there. And, and if the cat comes to the clinic and is too stressed out, sometimes, you know, if possible, we will send home some, medication for nerves, you know, gabapentin or such to, um, and, and ask the people to come back after the cat is, you know, on the gabapentin for a little while and and calm down some. So that way it's a better visit for the cat. Now it's not always possible for people to leave and come back. Like you said, access to care, um, you know, covers a whole spectrum of yes. challenges people face. Sometimes it's Often it's finances, but sometimes it's transportation or scheduling or whatever. So we always try and work with the client no matter what. Um, But then, you know, like you said, coming in and, um, you know, the whole, you know, concept of being feline friendly. Of course, the clinic is is quieter and we don't play loud music. Um, in In the kennel areas, we play cat friendly music, which is, you know, there's actually CDs you can buy on there Amazon are. Yes. that are cat-friendly. And so we play those in the in the kennel areas where the cats are going to be for quite a while. We have the pheromone diffusers um, in all of the exam rooms and in all the kitty areas. But even in the lobby, our seating is set up so that people aren't necessarily facing each other. Nice. And every seat has a, has a little table beside it so you can put your cat carrier What a great idea. That's going to be on the floor. We know that. So, wow, that's um, such a great idea. You know, you, there's two points to that. The cat's on the floor is really vulnerable, right? Everything's at eye level and it's all coming at the cat. They see it through the, the window or the door. The other thing is not to face other cats. I had not even thought of that. As much as cats would hate to be trapped, which they are in their carrier, and see a dog nearby or coming at them, seeing another cat, we know what terrible reactions cats can have from seeing other strange cats. It it raises their hackles, to put it mildly. That's Absolutely. a really amazing, cool point that the people and their cats face away from each other. So talk about the carrier. Do you like top opening carriers instead of front opening carriers to bring the cat to the vet? Uh, the best carriers are, are hard um, hard plastic carriers. Right. And, and preferably with the top and up front opening, as well as a carrier that's fairly easy to remove the whole top, you know, the whole half yes, top. Yes, yes. That way, you know, often what we'll do is we'll set the carrier on the exam table, and we use a towel on all the exam tables, you know, yep. a towel for every visit. And uh, then, you know, we may try and lure the kitty out with some treats rather than, you know, I've seen some clinics where they dump the cat out, and that's definitely Horrible. not fear-free. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and um, if kitty won't come out, you know, maybe we just take the top half of the carrier off 
and you don't do the exam right there in the carrier if that's where Kitty's most comfortable. Um, so you know, it's it that it's really it's, it's it's really just trying to read the cat and understand what's going to be best for the cat, but still get the job done of you know of taking care of their health issues. So. Um, now, I know that one of the reasons that Stacey LeBaron is involved in commu- your community cl- cat clinic business, if you will, is because you do a lot of work with local TNR groups for low-cost spay-neuter, both for pet and feral cats. And that's a really big deal. As you said, there's, it's set up for high-volume spay-neuter. So is there a certain day of the week you do it, or you wait until you have enough customers lined up, and then you get the assembly line going, so to speak? Uh, a little bit of both, Tracy. We do it on um, Wednesday and Thursday, but it's rarely a challenge to get enough cats for those two days, because there's such a demand out there, as you know, for, for spay and neuter, especially for um, TNR or feral cats or community cats. So, yeah, we do it uh, twice a week right now, and um, like you said, it's you know assembly line type process. Yeah. We actually have our cat feral cat kennel room set up with an exterior door access and a code um, a code access panel, so that we can give the larger TNR groups and the smaller ones uh, their own access codes oh so that goodness. they can bring cats in as they trap them throughout the night. Because you know, oftentimes these these dedicated volunteers will be out there trapping cats until midnight or 2 a.m. the night before uh, surgery, so they can just bring them right over. Wow. And, uh, that is brilliant. That I mean, I hadn't well, thought of that. That is often, and when you say dedicated volunteers, these guys and gals are amazing. They will sit for hours within sight of a trap that they've set. And I hadn't occurred to me there could be many, many, many hours where the cat's in the trap, pretty miserable, but that's life, honey, because we got to spay and neuter you. But the person might have to go to work, or the person can't deal with the the yowling, miserable cat, the cat being miserable. And so they have a code they can bring them in the back of the clinic. So when you set up your team of doctors and nurses in the morning, you've got your cats already there, ready to rock and roll. That's Absolutely. a brilliant idea. And, and you know, we've worked with the rescue groups to make sure they understood how to do the paperwork correctly. So yes. all the paperwork's done. And another little bonus for the for the trappers that you wouldn't think about, but it's been greatly appreciated, is they also have access to the restroom when they come in. Oh, so. my goodness. That's so sweet. <laughs> that's so sweet. You know, the, the physical and, and logic, logistical needs of, of cat trappers and, and feral cat colony keepers is something that it's easy to lose sight of so many hours in the dark of night or the middle of the night or crack of dawn. And almost all of them have day jobs. They have families. They've got kids to get to school and breakfasted and get to their own jobs. And yet they're still doing this on the side because they really want to reduce that loose cat population so the cats who are out there can have a safe and and dignified life. That is really a, a wonderful aspect to what you're doing. Where does the money come from to build these? I mean, they cannot be inexpensive to build. Um, it's a private investor. We, you know, they, they aren't inexpensive. You're right. And it is a private investor that is uh, very dedicated to, to the uh, community cats and access to care and just, you know, increasing the ability of cats of all types, 
rather community or feral cats and owned cats or cats living in rescues and shelters um, to uh, to be able to access care. So wow. So but, I guess this person's anonymous, but I would sure like to put a medal around their neck or have them on. Uh-huh. Clearly, they love cats a lot. It's quite. It's quite a wonderful thing to do as a philanthropist to put that money in a place where it's going to not just now but into the future help so many, eventually thousands of cats and the people who care about them, whether they live with the cats or whether they're simply trying to give the cats a better life out in the out in the, the hot and the cold of, of the outdoors. The other thing that you're offering, which I was shocked because it's so fabulous, is radio iodine therapy for hyperthyroidism. So many cats, I forget the percentage, but an enormous percentage of cats develop thyroid problems as they age. And the gold standard and the cure for it is a radio iodine therapy, but it's expensive. And it has to be administered in a very secure kind of situation. How were you able to add this onto your clinic? The, I've never even known of regular dog-cat clinics that ha- have the ability to offer that. Usually people have to go to some dedicated facility. And again, access both physically and, and financially is very limited. Uh, it, it's, it's a real challenge to, uh, to access the, you know, to find somebody. I think in the state of Georgia, there might only be two or maybe three clinics that are that are providing radioiodine treatment so we're very excited to offer that we um we had to really consider the whole concept before we even designed the clinic we had to That's build right. in the you know the the special room with an ante room and storage for the PPHEs that might be um you know might be radioactive and so on so it really began early in the process and our, our application to provide that service has been submitted to the state of Georgia. And, um, and we're hoping to, to get our approval in the next 30 days. That's so amazing. The service. Yes. That, is, that is so amazing, Rick, for, for owned cats in particular, because people taking care of a feral cat colony wouldn't even necessarily know that their cat has a tumor on their thyroid gland, as common as it is. And it is a dangerous application because the cat is radioactive and the stuff you give the cat is, has to be handled for safety for the humans. And the cat has to be kept uh, sequestered until the, the period of time has passed. So we've run out of time, but I just have to say what you're doing is so far reaching and so thinking so big. And yet for a community that is so lucky to have the community cat clinic there, and the second one that's going to be opening in 2024 and more to come. So thank you for your wonderful good works. It's wonderful to meet you. And you tell that that secret cat-loving investor that he or she is, is really a star in the cat world. Thank you, Rick. You bet, Tracy. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the show. There's a few more special companies that make the show possible, and I hope you'll try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. I want to thank Wonderside, founded by a woman entrepreneur who discovered an effective natural way of using plant-powered products to repel fleas, ticks, and other parasites on our pets instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. 
Wonderside makes it possible to protect your pets, children, and property without the chemicals that could be harmful to all of us. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible, ethically sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and answer only to their own high standards. Finally, we're supported by Magic Fabric Pet Throws, developed by a husband-wife team whose expertise in the textile industry solved the problem of their big hairy dog, Molly, who got on the couch in bed with them, despite her wet fur, muddy paws, and shedding. Sound familiar? They created machine-washable Magic Fabric Pet Throws to trap pet hair, dirt, and moisture letting you enjoy dog and cat cuddle time without sacrificing your clothes, furniture, or decor. You can buy direct from the creators at magicfabric.com. 